0: This is Express FM
1: Supported by Highbury College We
0: are passionately Pompey We begin look forward, work together To create a Portsmouth football club That we can all be proud to be associated with Pure, unadulterated Pompey It's a massive club, it's a massive opportunity for me I know this atmosphere is special, I can't wait to see a uh, full house in it rocking
1: Action and reaction This is a huge football club, we're here to be hopefully successful The infrastructure's changing, so really we want to start pushing forward and making Portsmouth a real force Giving Pompey fans a voice It's a club with a rich tradition, a rich heritage But one that has an excellent relationship with its supporters oh, This is the Football Hour the one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly
2: passionate, is Portsmouth. Five of the best for Pompey in midweek as they progress to round three of the Hampshire Senior Cup. A South Coast Derby victory on a technicality four for the Blues on Tuesday night with Kobe Motto scoring for fifth and rounding off proceedings at Fratton Park. Later on the show this evening, we're going to hear the thoughts of lead PDB coach Zesh Rayman.
3: The connection between the academy and the first team is a really important one and if you want to be a successful football club, these are the kind of connections that need to be continued for
2: a long period of time. We'll also be hearing from Blues head coach Danny Cowley. He's been previewing Monday's trip to Charlton Athletic, but he's also been talking about the positive impact of having both the academy management side and the senior team coming together to lead Tuesday's victory over Southampton.
0: So It was great to be able to work with them. We keep trying to bring an alignment to the football club which I think is crucial. And yeah for the group to back it up, having won 5 nil the week before to score another 5 goals I think says a lot about their professionalism and the way that they, um, they approach the game.
2: Between now and 7 o'clock we'll also hear from Pompey winger Josh Kuroba.
0: The atmosphere is unbelievable
4: I mean even when we played the cup games on a Tuesday night the fans still Coming in their numbers and um, it helps us. It's, it really is a talk man.
2: You join us here. It's Friday night, 6 o'clock. Welcome along to the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour,
1: 93.7 express fm
2: a very good evening and the warmest of welcomes to a football hour here on 93.7 express fm driven to you as ever by stagecoach across the south you can download their app now from either the apple app or google play store you can even prepay for your tickets you can locate your nearest bus stop and you can look at where the buses are on a live mapping system you can also visit their website stagecoachbus.com for more information OK, on the agenda tonight, myself, my two studio guests who I'm going to welcome onto the show in a, just a few moments time. We're going to be talking about that victory on Tuesday night in the Hampshire Senior Cup. We'll be previewing Pompey's trip to Charlton on Monday evening as a return to League One action awaits for Blues. We'll also be talking about the conundrum at right back and the predicament Danny Cowley has in attack as well we also want to hear from you back home expressive is where you can find out how you can send your messages in to the panel this evening okay without any further ado let's take a revisit back to tuesday night we had the pleasure of commentating the game at fratton park as pompey played host to a very youthful southampton side in the second round of the hampshire senior cup myself and matt drabble at fratton park (laughs)
1: Everything we do is passionately pompy. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Jason scores! 90 minutes of passionately pompy commentary. He scored! This is. Live referee for today Gary Parsons
5: gets us underway and into Michael Jacobs again he will whip another ball in towards the head of Rico Hackett bounces all the way through to the far post and smashed home at the back post by Zach Swanson a fine finish from Swanson the ball ran through to him it went over everyone's head and he took it with aplomb and Portsmouth are 1-0 up in the Hampshire Cup but a could to turn the other way through Amo Amayor to the right of him's Ballard Dominic Ballard in the area looking to square it across goal all the way to the back post but fizzes over over the head of Bellis, who was arriving late and out behind, Portsmouth throw. Another chance for Southampton, Freeman, who's going to hit one rather ambitiously from range. Bouncing loose in the area and turned home by Rico Hackett. It's 2-0 Portsmouth back into Michael Jacobs. Is it going to be 3-0? It will be. Jacobs curling one, past goalkeeper Oliver Wright. And Portsmouth have a 3-0 first half lead. Pickett might be in the other way for Portsmouth. Joe Piggott running in behind, pulled to the turf. Surely a free kick for Portsmouth, edge of the 18-yard box. It could be more, it is more. The woes continue for Southampton, down to 10 now. A red card issued to the experienced Ollie Lancashire. The 33-year-old, the most experienced head on that Southampton side, but he's going for an early bar. Jay Mingi overlapping his Piggett across the area and tapped home by Rico Hackett. It may be the Hampshire Senior Cup, but that is a lovely team goal from Portsmouth. Worked brilliantly from left to right. It was Mingi, it was Piggett, and then it was Hackett. A wonderful goal. Amo Amoyor to take it the other way and a run ahead of him. Streaking forward is Jimmy J. Morgan, through one-on-one with Aloiemi and lifted over Aloyemi and. Into to the back of the net. The Saints have one back. 4-1 now the score. In swinging corner kick from the Saints from the left. Into a dangerous area. Headed in off the head of Jimmy J. Morgan. He's got his second. And all of a sudden, there's life in that Southampton team and life in those Southampton fans. Two goals since going down to 10 for the Saints. Another searching ball will find Ballard in behind. It's Ballard for the Saints. It's brilliantly saved by Oliver Yemi. And then Jimmy J. Morgan gets the follow-up. All wrong. Into to cross. Into Hacking. It helps it towards the top corner, and that is a spectacular save from Oliver Wright. Hume crossed from deep, found Hackett in the area, and on a hat-trick, he just helps the ball on towards the top corner, and a superb save from Wright to palm it behind for a Portsmouth corner. Hackett laid beautifully in behind, Hackett on his right boot, drops one challenge, still going Rico Hackett, and bounces off his chest and wide. He played it off the goalkeeper, Oliver Wright. Wright made a good save, it popped back up to Hackett, hit his chest and bounced wide. Tunnicliffe finds Laidlaw on the left-hand side. He's got a cut infield and an overlapping run from Hume across the box and smashed home at the far post. And Portsmouth do have their fifth, and it's Kobe Motto with the finish. A goal for a youngster today, and that will do it here at Fratton Park. Portsmouth 5, Southampton 2.
1: Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars.
2: There you are, the highlights of Pompey's 5-2 victory over Southampton in the Hampshire Senior Cup on Tuesday evening. I have just spent the last two and a half minutes trying to find where that beeping's coming from, but quite frankly, I haven't got a Scooby-Doo. So, you join us here on the Football Out, myself, Jake Smith, and uh, Pepe Lacey, Matt Corrick, you back home, and that beep... Uh, Until 7 o'clock As I mentioned Delighted to welcome onto the show Both Pepe and Matt We'll start with Pepe From the Portsmouth News Pepe your second appearance On the show Thank you very much For coming in
6: No thank you Jake For having me on It's a pleasure as always
2: I hope you can get through that I hope it
6: doesn't Put you off too much What the beeping The beeping I can make do with it It's fine
2: It's one of those things Where if I could hear it Maybe I could try and shake it off, but everyone can hear that That, that's bizarre, I'm not going to pretend that you can't hear that because you can, very annoying Uh, Pepe, thank you very much, Matt Corrick also calling in from back home, Matt, a very good evening to yourself, how are you?
7: Yeah, I'm great, Jake. Thanks for, for having me back on again. It's good to be back.
2: Good. Uh, so let's start, of course, with the 5-2 victory over Southampton on Tuesday night, the Hampshire Senior Cup Round 2. Five goals for Pompey, 4-0 advantage they had at one stage. Um, Pepe and Tihul Southampton made it a little bit nervy uh, coming into that second half with two goals of their own. Man sent off. It, it had it all in what you'd expect a South Coast derby to be even though it wasn't a proper South Coast derby.
6: Yeah, it was It was a South Coast derby, but not a South Coast derby. I did a QA and uh, a for the news with Neil Allen on Wednesday, and we were saying that it is a South Coast derby, but not first-team action like we saw in 2019. And Pompey came away, we were all surprised. Um, me and Neil, we were sat in the press room when the team sheets were announced, and we were expecting a few first-team names like Ryan Tanaqui and Kieran Thiemann to feature. But we didn't expect to see nine first-team names on that team sheet in the start of 11 and we thought wow Danny's really gone for it and they did that Zach Swanson put them 1-0 up after what six minutes wasn't it and then 3-0 by half time you think there's no coming back from here and then obviously adding the fourth couple minutes into the second half obviously helps that and then obviously Salampton came from out of nowhere mm. really and Pompey were they got their goal but Salampton came back into it didn't they in the first half but they Pompey used their um attacking threat and really capitalized on their opportunities and they did that and that's something Southampton didn't do um and that's just pure on experience and age and just the fact Pompey had first team players in yeah. their squad and but second half yeah Southampton came back into it but Pompey again had that experience and edged mm. it
2: can you hear that pepe is it gone?
6: Silence. Silence. It's gone.
2: Gone. I pressed some buttons. I don't know what I was pressing, but it's gone. There we go. Very pleased. Uh, very pleased about that. Twelve minutes in, so we can go for the rest of the show without a beeping noise. You watch it. It'll come back later on. Um, Matt, as, as Pepe's mentioned mentioning there, um, a lot of changes. In the Hampshire Senior Cup on Tuesday night against Southampton, uh, against a very youthful um, Southampton team as well, barring uh, Ollie Lancashire, a thirty-three-year-old. We expected changes, but were you still expecting such such a strong side to be put out against uh, essentially, well, yeah, a youth team? (laughs)
7: No, I mean by, by no way like can I say that I was expecting that line up at all. I mean I, I thought there might be a couple of faces maybe that, that could do with a stretch like Jacobs. Um, you know, I, I certainly didn't expect to see Rico, um, especially given the minutes he's had and the improvement he's made this season. Um I thought he would he'd sort of be rested for that. But um yeah, I mean it, it was it was still good. And you know, as Danny said in the week, it's it's important to to beat your rivals regardless of, of who who it is and what team they've got out, you know. It's, still a local derby Mm -hmm. and it's still pride for the city so um, you know probably won't complain I don't think it's made a massive impact to any of the players long term um, other than giving them fitness so it was probably a good shout from Cowley really to be honest on that one
2: yeah absolutely and in terms of what we were expecting to, to see from the game the kind of takeaways we were wanting to take from the game Pepe as an analytical kind of thing as a, as a journalist yourself it's not the match you, you'd expect and it's not a match you're going to look back at another season and go yeah that defines our season the Hampshire Cup's not a priority neither is the trophy or the FA Cup or the Garibald Cup it's probably right at the bottom of, the, of that entire pecking order but it gave an opportunity for Danny Cowley to, to look at a few players some of the fringe players some of those who have not had quite as much game time as, you, as they would have hoped this season some players returning from injuries some youth players as well it is an opportunity, like the Papa John's Trophy, for those players to show Danny Cowley why they should be perhaps in contention for a start in the next game.
6: Yeah, definitely. I don't think people should really look into it too much and I don't think people should be thinking, oh, these players, because they've performed against Aston Villa under-21s and Southampton's youngsters, they deserve to be knocking on the League One uh, starting door. It's pure. That game was purely for minutes and that game was purely to get minutes into the legs and... Help, uh, help the players' fitness. And it's nothing really more than that. Obviously, you've got Rico. He got a brace. But again, you wouldn't look any more into that and think he's now going to start against Charlton on, on Monday. It just doesn't work like that. But And yeah, it was purely simply for minutes. And mm. it will help them in their boost their chances to get into the League One squad.
2: Yeah. And in terms of the Academy players that we were able to see on Tuesday night, Matt we I think I expected probably a few more of the ones that did actually feature. Of course Josh Docker and Adam Pace starting the game. You had the likes of Brian Quan and um Kobe Motto coming off the bench as well. He bagged uh, the fifth goal of that match in midweek. We'll come on to talk about the the fringe players and the the so-called or what you'd expect to be the the, the players in and around the first team in just a few moments. But I want to talk about the academy players and we'll start off with Adam Pace. We saw him away at Crawley in the Papa John's Trophy towards the end of August, putting a very good shift in my opinion last week against the Aston Villa under-21s as well. And again on Tuesday night, very exciting young prospects who you'd hope in the in, in season to come, perhaps even at some stage this season, will be sniffing around for a first-team opportunity.
7: Yeah, I mean, I, I was obviously there with you, Jacob Crawley, and yeah, I mean, he, he looks superb. Um, certainly got that raw talent um, and that drive to, to run at players and got no fear. And, you know, it, it's great to finally see the, these academy prospects coming through and, and actually giving, you know, Cowley something to think about. I mean, you know we, we've, we've had players near enough on the fringes coming into tr- tr- trophy sides over the years but you know I really looked at pace at, at Crawley and, and certainly against Villa under 21s as well and, and he just looks like a, a player that's really going to possibly give himself an opportunity in the first team hopefully in the next year or so um, but I mean obviously he needs to work on, on his physique at the moment that's probably going to be his one downfall being as small as he is but I mean if, if that's all we're going to complain about in terms of his you know growth at the moment then you know fine because in, in terms of ball control he's he's an excellent player yeah. and as I said you know he's literally got no fear he'll just run at players all the time and he seems to, to come away with the ball more often as well uh, which is surprising there was certainly a few occasions in the Crawley game where I thought he'd be sort of dispossessed and he, he came away with it so yeah really
2: looking forward to seeing more of him <clears> And the beeping beating. again. <laughs> start that again. Uh, right on the subject of um, Youth Academy players we're going to hear now the post-match thoughts of Zesh Raymond the uh, lead PDP coach at Pompey he caught up with Max Swatton after a full-time whistle on Tuesday night
3: well Zesh a 5-2 victory in the Hampshire Cup how did you see the game so, Firstly, it's a brilliant night for the academy. You know, Danny and Nicky have been really great with the academy from, from the minute we got here. Um, entertaining game for the fans, um, really important to win these games, the Derby. And I think it's great for our young boys to experience the crowd here tonight. You know, it'll be a memorable night for them and I'm sure they're not going to forget it in a hurry. Definitely a memorable night for Kobe Motto at the end, his goal. How will he be feeling right now? Yeah, he'll be delighted right now. We've, um, we've done a lot of work with him in the academy on arriving into the box and showing that desire to get in there and I thought he reacted really well because he'd hit the bar previously, then he got himself back up, dusted himself down and, and he got his goal and he really deserves it for all the hard work he's been putting in. It was a game in which six academy players made an appearance, what does that say about the connection and relationship with the first team? To be fair, from the minute I arrived, you know, the collaboration with Danny, Nicky and all the first team on a daily basis has been excellent. You know, there's real integration with the academy. You can feel the connection as soon as you get into the training ground. There's lots of opportunities for the boys to train up. You know, and these kind of experiences will really stretch them. They will learn a lot from it and this um, you know, really good moment for the academy and you know, the, the connection is something that really sticks out for me. You said about the collaboration there, it's another opportunity for the first team staff and the academy staff to work alongside each other. How good is that for your backroom team? Oh, it's absolutely amazing. To be fair to Danny, he's been brilliant with everybody, myself included, and we really appreciate that. So everyone in the academy, from the academy manager, Greg, James, Dan, Sam, Jack, the analyst, everyone, um, the physios, we've all been integrated into the day to day and I think it shows that you know the connection between the academy and the first team is a really important one and if you want to be a successful football club you know these are the kind of connections that need to be continued for a long
2: period of time and a really good point towards the end of that interview. Pepe going to bring you back into the conversation for this one. Zesh Raymond talking to Max Swatton. The first time we've heard from Zesh uh, since his arrival in the summer. Good opportunity for, you know, not just for players who we've mentioned, Adam Pace already. We'll, I think the next part of the show we will come on to talk about the goal scorer, Kobe Motto and Brian Kwam coming off the bench as well. But in terms of... The academy structure and the team and the management side of things and all of the coaches, a good opportunity for them. Yes, they get to you know take part in training and all the sort of weekly activities with the first team and the senior management at Pompey. But in an actual game situation, a valuable experience for them on Tuesday night to work alongside Danny and Nicky and, and the backroom staff, etc.
6: Yeah, that's what was so good about the Hampshire Cup. Last season we saw a lot of youngsters near the back end of Pompey's campaign in the Hampshire Cup was... I went to the Farmer game and that was all um, youngsters. Um, so they do get given their chance. But also the, that's what's so good about the Papa John's Trophy as well. Um, we saw Adam Pace and a couple of others feature last week. And that's what's so good about the Papa John's Trophy and the ha- Hampshire Cup is that the fact they the youngsters are allowed and can be integrated with the first team squad or first team faces, so that's, uh, that's why I enjoy watching the Papa John's games in particular, because you do get to see people like Adam Pace and Josh mm-hmm. Docker all given their chance, and like Kobe Moto, like you just said, before Tuesday we had no real idea of who he was really, and we had no idea what type of player he is, and all of a sudden that goal and that, what, five minute spell at the end, yeah. we now see a completely different player, and now everybody's talking about Kobe Moto, he's now one for the future, so... Mm. Yeah, it's uh, type, types of games like that only help youngsters cause and now a lot of Pompey fans know these youngsters and have something really good to look forward to in the future.
2: Absolutely. We'll come on to talk about more of them after the break. Uh, first of all, Dave on the emails. Hi, Jake. I wouldn't be saying this if it had been a first-team game on Tuesday night, but it really didn't bother me who the match was against. However, it was significant for the younger lads and beside A competitive match and good experience, and it's always good to win any game. Swiftly on to Chartered and quite simply, we need a win. It's another three points that should be within reach, and I'm still worried defensively. Almost certainly, we will need to score at least two if we had to come away from the Valley with a victory. If it's true that Tom Lowry and Joe Rafferty are going to be available for selection, that will be a massive boost. Fingers crossed, Dave Enliss. Thank you very much, Dave, for your email tonight. 81400, of course, for the number to text this evening. Start your messages with the word EXPRESS. If, like Dave, you want to have your say on the show between now and 7. Sport at expressfm.com is our email address. You can tweet into at expressfm if you're using Twitter or visit us over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. When we return in the next part of the show, myself, Pepe and Matt will be continuing to analyse Tuesday's victory over Southampton in the Hampshire Senior Cup. We'll talk about more of the youngsters that played in that game. We'll come on to discuss uh, Monday's trip to Charlton as well. And we'll hear the pre-match thoughts of Danny Cowley. And he's a big fan. Aren't we all, though? He's a big fan of Jay Mingy.
0: I think Jay's improving by the, by the day. He, he has some super strengths to his game, his athleticism, his ability to land on the second ball, his ability
2: to turn the ball over and put fires out, his ability to drive and take space. So join the three of us and Danny Cowley in the next part of a Football Hour here on Express FM.
1: This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM.
5: The new stagecoach, Flexi 5... A bus ticket that works when you do. For those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. Bundles of 5 day riders for the price of 4. And Flexi 10. Bundles of 10 day riders for the price of 7. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com.
1: This is the Football Hour,
2: 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to 93.7 Express FM and the second part of tonight's edition of The Football Hour with myself, Jake Smith, Matt Corrick and Pepe Lacey where we'll be rounding up the uh, thoughts from Tuesday's 5-2 victory in the Hampshire Senior Cup over Southampton because quite frankly it's not a big game and I can't believe we're 25 minutes into the show and still talking about it. But we're going um, to round it off now. Pepe we talking about uh, the goal scorer Kobe Motto. He got the um, goal of the month award last month for Pompey compared to the likes of the senior team and the women's team as well. It was all inclusive for the academy side as well, involved in that voting procedure. Kobe Motto with fantastic strike against Newport, winning that one. And he got his essentially not first professional goal for Pompey, but he got his first goal for the senior side um, on Tuesday night against Southampton. You can see how much it meant to him. The celebration at the end says it all. And quite frankly, although we're not too bothered about the Hampshire Senior Cup, it's not a game we're going to hold. To the record, in terms of South Coast derbies, we can't really claim bragging rights over that one, unfortunately. But a great feeling for Kobe motto for rest of the academy players, and just as, as Danny Cowley mentioned after the game, a great feeling if you're playing Southampton, you want to win. Doesn't matter what team it is.
6: Yeah, exactly. And when you're a, when you're a Pompey fan, you you always or whatever fan you are, you always dream of scoring against your rivals, and in particular Pompey, you always want to score against Southampton as a kid. And just do it in front of the Fratton End as well makes it even more special. And you can see what it meant to him. At the end, he was living it in front of the Fratten and went over to celebrate, and it was it was such a special moment. And moments like that have, will really stay in his mind for a long time. And so and so it should because he scored against Southampton. Although yeah. it is in the Hampshire Cup, he scored against Southampton. But yeah, probably the Hampshire Cup is always it's nothing special, but it is a competition still. And Danny Cowley obviously wants to win it, but. Yeah. Kobimoto, he's one for the future like I mentioned, that people now know who he is thanks to the Hampshire Cup um, yeah. although po- people probably did know him a little bit but haven't really seen him play and he was unlucky to score as well wasn't he, a couple of minutes before he yeah. hit the post yeah. or hit the bar and you're thinking, oh just get in, get the ball in and it did mm. and it was a really deserved goal because he really, although he was only on the pitch 5-10 minutes but he really did bring a lot of life down down the right hand side like Brian Quan did, did as well and Uh, those two in particular, they did
2: bring something when they came on and it's something exciting to look forward to as a Pompey fan Absolutely, and um, in terms of the other talking points from Tuesday night Matt, it was a chance for some of the uh, more senior players involved in that game um, to, to prove a point, and those sort of matches are when they're not getting the game time in the league as much as they'd hoped um, you know, people we are talking about the likes of Jay Mingy, who of course, when you've got Marlon Pack, Tom Lowry, uh, Joe Morrell, um, in that side of course, Libby Thompson are injured too, but when you've got such a big pool of talent in midfield really difficult for a player like Jay Mingy to burst through, um, and a chance also for Zach Swanson in terms of the right-back dilemma that Pompey find themselves in right now, Danny Carly with Joe Rafti out injured, we heard from, from Dave in his email about how he might be involved on Monday, but regardless, we, we, we talk about the impact it has for the young players, Matt, on Tuesday night to play that game, but also the players who are really fighting for a for place in the team, and, and do you think that any of those players at all... Deserve to be in contention for Monday's game at Charlton, or are you sort of disappointed with the fact that that was their opportunity and they blew it?
7: No, not at all. I mean, in, in terms of Swanson, I, I think there's been a, a lot of calls for, for him to come in at right back. You know, he's clearly talented. You don't come from Arsenal for nothing, you know, and, and certainly training their first team for, for a season unless you've got something about you. And I don't think we've had the opportunity to see that much of it this season. And therefore, you know, it, I don't see... Um, especially with, with the situation at left back and, and Ogilvy over to right back, I think, you know, it gives us something different, and, and I certainly think it's worth a try. Whether, you know, it's worth throwing that straight into a league game at Charlton, um, is it's a big call. Um, but you know, if if it pays off, then then why not? You know, he's had a couple of good starts this season. The way at Cardiff, you know, was another one. Um, albeit he cramped up, but that's no surprise with the amount of match time he's getting. But I, I certainly think, you know, it gives gives us a different uh, option at right back, and and possibly gives us an option to push Ogilvy left back, where mm. I personally think he's better. Um, so I don't see any reason why not. And in, in terms of Mingi, you know, the the last sort of half a season he's really pushed on um, I'm really impressed with him every time I see him you know as, as Danny said he comes away with the ball and has this ability to win in the middle of the park so you know while Louis Thompson's out you know again he's, he's just a, a great depth squad player to have but he's certainly not you know ready to, to come into that squad yet by any means at all
2: and one of the big talking points, as, as Matt's alluding to there, we mentioned Pepe, uh, the right-back situation, Joe Rafferty out injured. Danny Cowley said last week that he might be back in three or four weeks. We've heard this week that he's back on the grass training alongside Tom Lowry as well. We're going to hear the pre-match thoughts of Danny Cowley in a few moments' time. But let's assume Joe Rafferty's not involved on Monday because... Although Danny Cowley says he's back in training, I wouldn't take too much from that. We've seen that already this season with other players. Um, so we assume Joe Rafferty's out on Monday. Um, Conor Ogrevy, of course, been playing right back for the last few weeks in his absence. But is this a now a, a time for the likes of either Zach Swanson or Kieran Freeman to adopt that role? Yes, Conor Ogrevy looked good in that position for the first game or two. But like, again, I, I, you know, from what Matt's saying, I agree. I think he's got to go back to left back and bring someone else in the right.
6: Yeah, I think it was the Peterborough game, the first game, uh, Ogilvy played at right-back and Robertson played at uh, mm. left-back. And they did look comfortable. There were obviously a few errors, but that was give, that was always going to be a given when you've got yeah. two players playing out of position. We'd never seen Clark Robertson play left-back. And for the first couple of games, they played all right. But I think it was Plymouth, we started to see a few cracks. Ipswich was wasn't the greatest defensive performance in the world. And then obviously last week, I personally thought Swanson would start last Saturday. I thought Fleetwood would be the perfect opportunity for him to get his chance in League One. That didn't come and he decided to stick with Ogilvy and Robertson. Mm-hmm. And I think one player that maybe has been brought back into contention with the of John Strafe in the Hampshire Cup is Kieran Freeman. Yeah. I think a lot of Pompey fans on social media in particular... They've been going through their predicted lineup for the week uh, for Monday, and they've actually put Kieran Freeman at, mm-hmm. right back. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against that. I think mate, I don't. Still, we still don't know what he's done wrong to be completely <laughs> thrown out of the action and to be pretty much put on the transfer list at Pompey. Yeah. Um. With the speculation speculation with a move away in the summer, it never came, and he's not put a foot wrong really no. in the game time he's got. So maybe maybe you do stick him in there. Pompey, he only didn't play last season because Pompey played a right wing back. Yeah, uh, Played right wing backs and he didn't really slot into that position. But as a in a flat, flat back four, he's not done anything wrong. No. So I would give him his chance personally over Swanson because Charlton is obviously a big game and that would be quite a massive game to come into. And Kieran Freeman's got that experience. He's played in the mm. championship. He knows what to
2: do. I don't see a reason why he shouldn't play Absolutely Totally agree with that If you do agree with what both Matt and Pepe have been saying so far on the football hour this evening 81400 our text number start those messages with the word express and add your name at the end as well of course You can email sport at expressfm uh, expressfm expressfm.com rather If you're on Twitter use at expressfm within your tweets or head on over to our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash Pompey live Mockers on Twitter good evening to you he's got in touch Charlton are a bit of a bogey side I Hope Joe Raffty and Tom Lowry are fit if not bring in Zach or Kieran at right back but Connor at left back and unleash the beast Jay Mingi, a real powerhouse Dane needs a rest Colby and Joe need to regain form fast play up Pompey mockers on Twitter very good point mentioned uh, by mockers there in regards to Dane Scarlett Colby Bishop and Joe Piggott that's another uh, conundrum myself Pepe and that are going to try to not solve, we don't get paid the big money for that Pepe do we, but um, we're going to try and discuss uh, in just a few moments time but first of all, let's throw you now to Danny Cowley, he's been speaking to Max Swatton at the Blues uh, training ground this afternoon in fact, no he's not, he's been speaking to our very own Matt Drabble at Pompey's training ground this afternoon previewing Monday's trip to Charlton Athletic.
5: Danny, a lot of talk about what the young players could learn from that game Tuesday night, but what did you learn about your squad?
2: I think it was a really
0: good game for us. We really enjoyed it. Um, always good to beat Southampton. Um, I think uh, more importantly, yeah, it was just a, a good game for our senior players that needed rhythm um, and and more game time. It's great now that they've gone Tuesday Tuesday. It was great for some of the young players. I mean, we we had two two seventeen year olds start the game in Adam Pace and Josh Dockrell. We had five 16-year-olds on the bench. Four of them came on and finished the game, which was a brilliant experience for them. It was great for Kobe. That kind of was a cherry on the cake for us, Kobe scoring in the in the 90th minute, and a moment that, that him and his family will never forget. Um, but yeah, just the opportunity to work with the academy staff. Obviously, the academy staff took the game, um, so it was great to be able to work with them. We keep trying to bring bring bringing an alignment to the football club which I think is crucial um, and and yeah for the group to back it up uh, having won 5-0 the week before to score another 5 goals I think says a lot about their professionalism and the way that they um, they approach the game
5: Rico Hackett as a forward on Tuesday night scored 2 goals we've seen him as a left mid we've seen him as a left wing back in your eyes how do you get the best out of Rico Hackett?
0: playing on the right wing um, he, yeah we, we like Rico he's technically and tactically very very good and that allows us to use him in different positions um, i think you know he's, got, he's in a good rhythm he, that he obviously missed the back end of last season he had a stop start pre-season but he's now had a good sort of 8 to 10 weeks where he's been able to train consistently which for any player is so important and Yes, he, he has qualities to be whatever he wants to be. Rico, yeah, he's 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 he can be very very good.
5: Pompey fans once again seemed impressed by Jay Mingi. I asked you about Jay Mingi after pre-season. How have you seen him progress and develop since that chat we had back then? You know, over the course of the first few months of this campaign,
0: I think Jay's improving by the by the day. He has some super strengths to his game. His athleticism. Um, his ability to land on the second ball, his ability to turn the ball over and put fires out, his ability to drive and take space. Um, and there's some areas for, for, that, that he's continuing to work on, like to try to be more consistent in game, um, to try to play for the 90-minute game. Sometimes he's, yeah, he has these real highs in games, but he's to try to play consistently for 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 every minute of the 90. Um, and also his understanding of... of of his positional play when we're in positional attacks, um, and again these are these are these are add-ons which which all young players have. You know, it, you know this is just this is this is just natural. Even when you see like a, a top top young player, in Dane Scarlett, you know, she still has things, parts of his games that, that 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 need to be worked on, and this would be this would be normal. I mean, it'd be it'd be it it'd be a worry if. We found an 18-year-old that was the best that he can be. For us, we know that they're going to be better in 10 years' time. And, of course, with 400, 500 games under their belt, they're going to, they're going to naturally develop and improve. If they didn't, there'd be something wrong. But our job is just quite to keep trying to accelerate the process, really. And that's what we, what, what we try to do when working with the players.
5: Speaking of young players, Dan Gifford's loan at Weymouth coming to an end. The reasons behind that and your reaction to it?
0: No, it was just a mutual decision really We've spoken regularly to Weymouth um, I think it's been a tough time for the football club I think it's been a good experience for Dan I think he's had 10 appearances um, He's the first time that he's been involved in a, With a team that's, that's, that's in a tough moment Fighting for their lives Obviously had a change in manager And again, that's been, been good for Dan to live that And experience that It's not something you never want to see of course, but again, that has been an experience for Dan. Um, I think we just felt that we've got so many clubs that want that want to take Dan that if he wasn't going to start regularly, then um, yeah, we weren't going to extend the loan. And it wasn't that it was the loan actually just come to the end. The loan was the loan ended in the middle of this week. So yeah, it was it was very much mutual.
5: Fan reaction to fixtures being moved these Monday nights for for TV broadcast that's been quite widely covered, but how do the players and staff react to these moves and how does it affect your
0: schedule preparing for games? We're just, we're just pawns in the game. We, we respect that, we understand that, and I think probably because of the World Cup and the Championship stopping um, and taking, taking a break means that there's going to be more League One games and as a consequence we we're going to live the Premier League um, calendar and be playing on Sunday afternoons and Monday evenings and Friday evenings. And yeah, we just have to have to accept that. I feel sorry for the supporters because the, the feeling is that the supporters would like a little bit more consistency and, and I can understand that. But we, again, we're really appreciative of Sky's support. I think without Sky, Sky's support, then football in this country wouldn't be in the position that it was in. So I think we all we all should recognise that.
5: Looking ahead to that game, then Charlton with almost an identical record to Fleetwood this year. But do you anticipate a different type of game to last Saturday?
0: I think um, Charlton are a very good team at home. I think their record at the Valley has been excellent, unbeaten. I think they've got some real athleticism, um, got some real pace and power, particularly in wide areas. They carry a real threat on the on the attacking transition. Thinking the build that they can play short and play through you, but they've also got the direct option playing into and up to Jaden Stockley. They carry threat from crosses as well with Jaden Stockley on the back post. So yeah, there's a lot to there's a lot to like in in, in Charlton. We know it's going to be a, a, they're a they're a big club at the level. We know it's going to be a really tough game.
5: And finally, the FA Cup draw on Monday a similar time to that game. Other competitions this year you've used for rotation. Will the approach for the FA Cup be slightly different given the club's history in that competition and the fans' attitude towards it?
0: Oh, Absolutely. Uh, for us, the FA Cup is the best cup competition in the world and I've been lucky enough to get to the quarterfinals with a non-league team. So I know that in that competition anything is possible and, yeah, I can't wait for the draw on Monday. Just hoping we get a home one because can't remember the last time we had
2: a home draw in the Cup Danny Cowley can't remember the last time Pompey had a home draw in the FA Cup but it was only last oh, season sure. Pepe it yeah. was last season I was there <laughs> yeah, it was literally the last game Pompey played in the FA Cup <laughs> last season Harrogate may beat us um, that's depressing um, yeah FA Cup uh, it's nearly back Pepe um, Danny mentioned towards the end of that interview that the first round draw is coming up on Monday evening it's the final round of qualifying this weekend I would say, who do you want? There's a lot of teams you could probably get. Uh, league one, league two, non-league as well. In terms of what Pompey would necessarily prefer at this stage of the season, you're chasing promotion, you're on a bit of a rut in the league at the moment. Let's insist that continues just for the sake of the argument of the conversation. If Pompey are still in that sort of form, they're looking to just really focus on the league is it a non league team at home or away is it a difficult side that you just maybe want to lose the game <laughs> or what 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 kind of tie do you think Danny Cowley would be looking for I don't know it's always the, I love the FA Cup I love the round draws
6: They're, the FA Cup special and I'm sure obviously Pompey are playing that evening anyway but they'll obviously keep one eye on the draw um I'd always like a an away draw. As a kid, I'd always like an away draw to some because Pompey were always the biggest club in League Two. Mm. You'd always want an away draw because then they'd be on TV.
2: Mm.
6: Um, now <laughs> I would not want an <laughs> no. away draw to wherever, somewhere up north. I'd rather a, a small team, a small non-League team at Fratton Park, and uh, just something,
2: just something to get a win. Yeah. If they are struggling, then a win's always nice. Haven't Waterlooville, still in the uh, qualifying process, Matt, they play tomorrow, maybe the Hawks, that'd be a good cup tie, wouldn't it, we get them uh, every season, of course, in the pre-season friendlies, and I think Pompey fans, every season, mate, I I see a few of them always want to see, haven't Waterlooville drawn against Pompey, maybe maybe at Fratton Park, that'd be a good occasion, wouldn't it?
7: Oh yeah, I mean, obviously it'd be a good occasion, I think, um, I can't really remember the last time, haven't Got a result against this uh, if they have at all, really. <laughs> um, so I mean, it would be be that win that we need, obviously. Um, you know that Pepe was just speaking about is it'd be a local fixture, so it'd be be good for for the Hawks and obviously for, for Pompey fans. So yeah, I mean, it'd be I wouldn't have any grudge against having in the cup at all. No.
2: Not at all. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Pepe. We're going to throw it back to those two in the third and final part of this evening's edition of the Footblower. When we do return, we'll have more interaction from you guys back home tuning in, and we'll also hear from uh, Pompey winger Josh Caroma. He also spoke to Matt Drubble at the Pompey training ground earlier this afternoon to preview Pompey's trip to Charlton on Monday night, and he's been talking about the mentality and the strength in this Pompey changing room. Everyone in this changing room is very
4: together. Um, very, everyone's on the same page from top to bottom and I mean, yeah, Joe said it well um, we've got a lot of personalities there's a lot of competition for places which just makes the place very good to be around Don't go anywhere, the Football Hour
1: returns after this This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM Go by bus, go greener with Stagecoach Next stop a cleaner, greener future did you know that
2: if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching,
1: you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express
2: FM. Very good evening. Welcome back to the Football Hour, the third and final part as I'm going to lower the noise down on that annoying beep. Uh, you join myself, Pepe Lacey and of course Matt Corrick tuning in from back home this evening. We've already discussed Pompey's 5-2 victory over Southampton and the Hampshire Senior Cup. That was on Tuesday night, Charlton Way, coming up on Monday evening as we return to League One action. Just want to feed more off that interview from Danny Cowley in the previous part of the show, Matt. And he mentioned uh, in regards to Dan Gifford, for striker, who was on loan with Weymouth, uh, that... Um, loan deal has now reached its conclusion and the club have decided not to extend the loan deal with Weymouth uh, based upon really game time and, and or, or rather the lack thereof that Dan Gifford is getting with Weymouth so you can understand the decision for that Matt and a striker with such a good record um, in, in previous loan spells and, and through the academy of course as well he's a player highly sought, after, or highly sought after and he'd like to think he'll be getting more game time elsewhere
7: yeah, most certainly. I mean, I, I went down and watched him at Bognor last year and, and you can see the quality in him and, you know, speaking to Robbie Blake, he, he often says, you know, th- this is man's football, you know, and, and these guys need to get used to, to men's football. It's, and and having that experience and of, of a lo- like lone ending shortly and you know, a manager change it is all part of, of that development and growth for him. So, you know, hopefully this doesn't do him any harm. Hopefully he just steps on with his game and, and carries on improving because he, he's a real talent, you know, and mm. he, he's got goals in him. He's He's a strong lad as well so you know he, he's hopefully going to be ready in a couple of seasons for, for some first team football you know higher up in the league so you know yeah I really, really hope this um, just sort of moves him on even more and, and he doesn't sort of take it personally
2: Yeah, Danny Cowley also mentioned within that interview Pepe um, the the reaction to the recent news that two of Pompey's games have been moved uh, due to Sky sports interaction again of course Monday's trip to Charlton's been moved from what's scheduled to be tomorrow it's now Monday evening that means I can't go which I'm very sad about Um, but also a couple of other fixtures coming up including the home match with Derby County which was scheduled to be played on Saturday the 19th of November it's now Friday the 18th that's an 8 o'clock kick off at Fratton Park so not too much of an impact for most Pompey fans. Of course, it will still impact some Pompey fans um, who are not in the area, but Pompey versus Derby now Friday the 18th of November. And then the following week, or but no, actually rather a fortnight later, but the next league game, uh, Wickham away. it had already been moved from a Saturday the 3rd of December to Friday the 2nd on account of the possibility of England playing uh, a knockout stage match in the World Cup. Uh, that was as a precaution, but now Sky picked it up. It's now Sunday the 4th of December, 12.30 kick-off at Adams Park. Now, with the train strikes, well, even without the train stri- strikes, it's difficult to get to away games, but 12.30 on a Sunday, although Wickham's not that far, that's that's a kick in the teeth.
6: Yeah, it's not nice, is it? Especially as a week, ago, a week or so ago, they were, they'd moved it anyway to a Friday, mm. so it, obviously it's too early to make plans, but there was always that thought of, oh, let's do that one on a Friday night, and then now it's changed again. But I always think... It, I know some fans probably don't like this but if your team's being chosen for Sky Sports coverage they must be doing something right so I mean it's a good start to the season and it, it's only a good thing that they're on TV yeah.
2: although <laughs> travel wise it's not great No, not at all OK, before we do go any further with this show and a preview of Monday's trip to Channel, we really don't have long to do that we're going to hear a little bit more on Monday's opponents now managed by Ben Garner A return to league football is on the cards for Pompey next. Danny Cowley's Blues will be looking to return to winning ways after three games without a league victory. Pompey Live,
1: this week's opposition.
2: Last week's waddle draw with Fleetwood at Fratton Park, alongside results elsewhere, have pushed Pompey down to fifth in League One out of this weekend's round of fixtures. This time around, the Valley plays host to Portsmouth and their next opponent, Charlton Athletic. Manager. The Addicts are now managed by 42-year-old Ben Garner, who took the post back in June, succeeding Johnny Jackson, who left for Wimbledon at the end of last season. Garner, who was mentored by former Chelsea and Real Madrid manager Jose Mourinho whilst completing his UEFA Pro licence in 2014, has experience in the field as a youth coach at Crystal Palace as West Brom assistant head coach and managers of Bristol Rovers and Swindon Town before moving to SE7. Since taken over at Charlton, Ben Garner has claimed victory in just five of the 17 competitive games that have been held. One to watch keep not just one, but both eyes out for Charlton's captain. That's number nine, Jaden Stockley. Stockley, now 29 years of age, May have only scored twice this season, but always proves to be a handful against his former side Pompey. He has been at the Valley since January 2021, initially joining on an end of season loan from Preston North End, before making the move permanent at the end of that campaign. The ex Aberdeen and ex City striker scored what proved to be only a consolation for the Addicts in the Blues 3 1 win at Charlton last February. Top scorer. 18 year old Miles Leaburn is currently Charlton's top scorer in the league this season, with four claimed at this stage already. The forward who wears the number 33 shirt came through the chelsea youth academy and moved across the Thames to the addicts in 2019 signing his first professional deal just this summer lear burn made his debut off the bench at a 2 all draw with Accrington stanley on the opening day of the season scoring on his debut to net his side's second goal in that game and it was a 94th minute strike which looked a bit set to be the winner until Aki went up the other end moments later to snatch a point. Current form. Following an accumulation of 16 points from their opening 13 league matches this term, Charlton currently sit 11th and four points behind the playoff places. Bengard's side are unbeaten in their last three league games, but have only managed one win from their last nine beating Exeter City by four goals to two at the Valley last time out. The previous encounter between the Blues and the Addicts resulted in defeat for Danny Cowley's side, who lost 2-1 at Fratton Park back in January 31st, thanks to a first-half strike from Connor Washington and a second-half own goal by Clark Robertson. Will it be back to winning ways in the league for Pompey, or will Charlton be the fourth side in a row to deny the Blues of all three points? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. Big thank you to pre-recorded me for taking a quick look into Charlton Athletic Pompey's next opponent on Monday evening and moving swiftly on before we get the final thoughts of both Pepe and Matt on the football this evening. Let's hear the pre-match thoughts of Pompey winger Josh Caroma. He caught up with Matt Drabble earlier today to talk about his move to Fratton Park.
4: Um, I mean, I played with the manager when he was at HUD, so he knew what I was about and when he knew I was available
5: for loan. He um, called me straight away, and then it was a no-brainer for me. You've got a goal in your last two games at Fratton Park. They were similar finishes, actually. Is that something we can expect to see from you? Is that something you've done throughout your career?
4: Uh, something I try to work on every day. Um, it's I like to think a strength of mine um, coming in off the left side. Um, yeah, I would just work on things like that every day, my finishing, my final pass. So
5: um, yeah, hopefully you can expect to see many more. And obviously scoring in front at the frat and end must have been special. What's some pressure with the atmosphere at Portsmouth so far? Uh,
4: the atmosphere is unbelievable. I mean, even when we played the cup games on a Tuesday night, the fans still come in their
5: numbers. And um,
4: it helps us. It's, it really is a 12th man.
5: Joe Morrell spoke last week about personality and mentality in this group. How does that compare, you know, in those departments, compared to other teams you've been with?
4: Um, I mean, the, everyone in this changing room is very together. Um very. Everyone's on the same page from top to bottom. And I mean, yeah, Joe said it well. Um, we've got a lot of personalities. There's a lot of competition for places, which just makes the place very good to be around.
5: Obviously, there's more context. There's deeper context. But on the surface, it is three games without a win now in League One. How has the group reacted to this run? And how are you looking to respond?
4: Um, there's going to be many ups and downs in the season. It's a long season. Um, we've started unbelievably well. We've only lost one game in the league. So... Um, we'll go to Charlton and hopefully we can get three points. And speaking of Charlton, what are your expectations for that game? Um, personally, my expectations are for us to win. Um, I think every time we step on the pitch as a team, we know we can win. And I think it's just going to be the same thing. And if we do our job right, we'll win the game.
2: Josh Karoma, they're speaking to Matt Drabble earlier today. and We haven't got too long to talk about it, Matt, but really feeding off a point we heard before the break in regards to the uh, dilemma or the conundrum up top for Pompey. Um, Dane Scarlett, Colby Bishop, fantastic starts to the season. Yes, maybe the last few games, not so much, but really as a team, three matches without a victory, you could probably say that for maybe the whole team. But in regards to who you play up front on Monday night, is this a chance for for Dane Scarlett to have a rest? Does Joe Piggott come back into the team? What are your views on that, Matt?
7: No, I mean, I, I don't rest Dane Scarlett. I, I think, you know, it's, it's, we've got away with, with not needing him in the week. And, uh, you know, I think I, don't, I he's a young lad, Jake, you know, he needs to, needs to be playing mm-hmm. football. I understand, you know, you don't want to burn him out too quickly. But at the same time, you know, I think that there's areas where we can sort of give him that rest and, you know, Czech trade trophy games and or Papa John's whatever it is nowadays and and Hampshire Cup games and so forth we can rest him in those areas but I think the league's too important I think Dane's pivotal to us at the moment he's clearly on form and you know when he's not scoring he's working hard and and he opens up opportunities up top for us so I I stay stick with, with Bishop and Scarlett for this one
2: Thank you, Matt. OK, score prediction time. Steve on Facebook's going for a 2-1 Pompey win on Monday night. Certainly an opportunity to get all three points considering how they've started the season. Must-win game, says Keith on Twitter. Very, very quickly, score prediction yourself, Pepe Lacey. I think it'll be very tight. I'm going to go 2-0. I think Pompey are going to get back in it. 2-0 Pompey win. we we'll take that, won't we? Uh, thank you very much, Pepe, for joining us on the show tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Jake, as always. And Matt Corrick back home as well, calling in this evening. Thank you very much, first of all, for calling in. And what do you think the score is going to be on Monday as the Blues take on Charlton away from home?
7: I'm going even tighter. I, I think this is going to be a nail-biting 1-0 win for Pompey. I think we, we'll probably hopefully nick a, a goal comfortably. But, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a tight one. So 1-0 for this one.
2: Lovely. Thank you very much, Matt, as well. Thank you to both of them for joining us on the Footblau this evening. Thank you to stagecoach across for supporting another season of the footblow here on Express FM. So, Pompey Live returns Monday evening for Pompey's trip to Charlton Athletic.
1: All the unmissable action. This is... Pompey Live. Pompey put five past Southampton in their midweek clash in the Hampshire Senior Cup. And an overlapping run from Hume across the box and smashed home. And Portsmouth do have their fifth. Up next, League One action returns. Can Pompey bring back all three points from the Valley? Pompey versus Charlton Athletic will be live right here on Pompey Live from 7pm on Monday. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aquacars.
2: That's right, 7 o'clock on Monday evening, the return of Pompey Live as the Blues travel to Charlton Athletic in League One. Of course, that game was scheduled to be tomorrow afternoon, but moved because of Sky Sports. So that game on Monday kickoff, 8 o'clock, and your team here on Pompey Live will be Robbie James, Henry Deacon, and Pompey women's manager Jay Sadler. I unfortunately couldn't get the day off work for that one, so I'm going to have to go and sit and watch it at home. But the team will have you covered with all, all of the unmissable action. The Football Hour, as a result, will not be on Monday we've moved it to Tuesday and that will be when you can get your next fix of the show and then from that point forward it goes back to the regular Friday Monday slot until Derby at home in November and Wickham away, but we'll all come to that when it comes to it. Thank you very much, Sky Sports. Okay, coming up here on Express FM this evening, Connor Mosley is back with Express floor fillers from 7 through until 11. Tomorrow morning, you can catch the replay of this evening's football hour from 4 o'clock through until 5 a.m. if you're up that early, of course. Saturday, Breakfast with Ian McGuinness returns from 8 through until 11, which is when Adam Jenkins comes back. He's sitting in for Lily Park. No Pompey Live, of course. For Victory Years plays instead between 2 and 4, and the local music show between 6 and 7. So, Pompey Live, back Monday from 7. Football Hour returns Tuesday from 6. Thank you very much for listening, Pompey fans. Have a fantastic weekend. Take care, stay safe, and play out Pompey.